Good morning, church. Today is my graduation. I always stand here with someone who interprets for me. But Pastor Randall said, I can preach in English. Today is my graduation. <laughs> I know it's never been easy to translate in your mind and speak another language. But with the Holy Spirit, God will be with us. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I put this time in your hands. Myself, I don't have anything to help your servant who are standing here before you. They need from you. That's why I ask you, Father, when I open my mouth, put your words in my mouth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Rando, for giving me this opportunity. Uh, today, we are going to talk about 5,000 feeded by Jesus Christ. Uh, this gospel was written by four disciples of Christ. You will find it in the book of Mark, Luke, John, and Matthew. They all reported it in different way. They wrote a different message especially the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And after that, they put it, they write it, even this miracle, because it was a miracle, to feed 5,000. It's not even 5,000. It was more than 5,000. I was telling morning service that if they counted my family, me, Omer, with five kids and a wife, it would be 27,000. So it was big number. How many we can figure out about if we talk about that food, how many food was there? What kind of food was there? So if we go to message, let's first read in the book of Mark, chapter six, from verse 30 to 42. We will read all together. I would like everyone if you can just stand and we read together. When Jesus landed and Thank you. 
Amen. Amen. We may see it. This message was full of compassion. The way Jesus started, the Bible says uh, disciples was going around house to house to preach, to tell people about Jesus Christ, about the kingdom of God. So when they came back, they were already tired. Remember, in the city where they was, it was not funny. Some other people, there was no opening for them. That's why Jesus told them, go where they will open for you, pray and preach. Where they will not open, just go away and go. The report was saying about bad things which was happening to them in the city. The message was, if you go back a little bit in this chapter, you can go back in this book of Mark, they will tell you how there was reporting how Herod was killed John the Baptista, the cousin of Jesus Christ. So which means this was not even a good moment for Jesus Christ. He should be somewhere crying. He should be somewhere encouraging his auntie for his cousin who passed away, who got killed. But Jesus was in the city preaching because he knew what was important to him. He was teaching, telling people about the kingdom of God in a bad moment. But his, soul, his compassion started on his disciples. He saw them tired, hungry. He gave them break. He told them to go in a quiet room, in a place where they can at least sleep a little bit because they've been working day and all night in the mountain praying. So they needed a break. Jesus told them, come in a, right, in a quiet place. Take your lunch, eat. So we can talk about what you can do tomorrow, what happened. Even if they was working with Jesus Christ, remember Jesus only was God, but others was men, was people like us. So Jesus was using them to help others, but Jesus still had the same responsibility to help them too, to encourage them, to feed them, to teach them. So when they was in the mountain on their break time, after clocking out, they know they are safe, it's time to take a lunch. There's so many people coming, following them. They need to hear a game. It's like, I'm here right now, I'm preaching. After this, I'm going home when I sit in my house with my family. Hey, pastor, we are here. Can you please tell us what you're telling in the church? I said, oh my God, I need a rest. <laughs> so... They followed Jesus Christ and his disciples. On their lunch, by, on lunch time, clock in, start to work. Jesus started to feed them. He teached them. The Bible tells, doesn't tell us how long the preaching was. In Kinyarwanda service, we always take two hours. I don't know if here we're going to take two hours, but I know here. 
how long they give me. Hallelujah. But the Bible says, Jesus preached to them until disciples, they feel the like time is going. It's already night. People are tired. People are hungry. They have a kid there. So they start to think. Jesus was thinking about spiritual provision and disciples were thinking about physical provision. He said, let people go. Time is going. Let people go found somewhere. Starbucks, at least they can get something to eat, to drink. And then Jesus said, you feed them. Before we talk about what they're going to eat, let's go back a little bit about these disciples working on their break time. What we learn from that, I think it's very important to, Jesus knew what's going on because even those people, they surprised the disciples, but Jesus was not surprised to see them there because he was God. He knew they're going to come. He accepted them to come because he needed to teach disciples how they can take care of others when they have their own problem. They forget about themselves to take care about others. That's how ministry is. Forget about you and take care about others. That's what Jesus said. If you need to save me, save others. Hallelujah. So he teaches them and they passed because they accepted. Nobody said, oh, you can stay there. We're on lunch time. They started to save. But some of them, they tried to make it just fast. Let them go so they can take break. Jesus told them, you feed them. He knew they didn't have enough. Normally, if I tell somebody to feed you, I may know somewhere in the room or outside there's a truck full of food, according to people I see under my eyes, right? Jesus knew there was no food, even if there was no, you know, he knew he was with 12 disciples. So they didn't have a store where they were because they was in a forest, they was in a bush, there was somewhere where they don't have anything. But he told them, you feed them. There was something difficult to understand. But Simon, who was a disciple, he told Jesus, he tried to find a solution for that matter. He said, oh, let me go check what we have, I have two fishes, five, uh, five breads, maybe this can be enough, Philip will come with another solution, or oh, let, just the easy way, let, let them go, that's a solution. But God, Jesus wanted to teach them that their solution will not be to let everyone find his solution. His solution, he, he wanted to teach them how they can sit together and found solution together. Resolve problem together. Not everyone 
I think that's a mission of church. When someone has a problem, when someone is struggling, all church together, standing together, praying together, that's a mission of church. Helping each other. If I can't put myself in your hand, if I can't feel bad, that's why Jesus filled bad. He, had, he saw them with the compassion. He filled bad for them. He saw a lot of things which they was going through. What they was going through. Remember, the Bible say they was looking in Jesus' eyes like a sheep without shepherd. What is a sheep without shepherd? What does that mean? Think about what? That word. What is a sheep? Is, what is a shepherd's responsibility before? Sheep. Provide food for them. Take care of them. That's the responsibility of shepherd on his sheep. So Jesus saw them like they was hungry. They are hungry because some shepherds are not taking their responsibility. They are struggling because leaders in that country, there was Pharisees, there was leaders, maybe they are not giving them enough. And that's the reason why those people, because they heard from so many people, but they decided to run after Jesus. Some they say, Jesus, where you will go, we will follow you. Jesus say, folks have it. Where they, uh, but have a tree where they, ha- they can stay. Folks have a hole where they can stay, but some man of God doesn't have where to stay. But people, where, everywhere where Jesus was crossing, people was feeling like they can't let him go because he had something they needed. He had something which made them feel free. He had something. And that's why the Bible say, come to me, you, you who are tired, I will set you free. Freedom is in God. Hallelujah. He decides to tell them, feed them. They tried to find a solution, but they didn't find a solution. Only one had a solution to resolve that problem was Jesus Christ. They came back to him. Sometimes we go through a lot of things in our life Everyone have a struggle here. And our struggle, even if it's different, health struggle, finance struggle, different area. Yours is, it doesn't look like mine. You have your small, I have my small, I have my big, he has his big. Everyone is struggling. But our solution will come to Jesus Christ. He's the only one who can provide a solution for our struggle. Hallelujah. Disciples tried on their own, but they didn't find a solution to feed those people. Jesus told them, bring what you have, and solution will come from your small contribution. The solution, people outside, they are struggling. They need your prayer. Your small prayer will bring this country to be in the peace. Your small prayer will make comfortable, will give peace your neighbors, your friends who are praying with you in this ministry. Your contribution is very important in a house to house. And he told them, bring them, tell them to sit in a small group, 50, 
fifth. What that mean? It was easy. Jesus to give anyone. Jesus was able to tell everyone just to take a rock and he prayed for the rock to become a bread and go home. But he told them to sit together. Because God wants to see us together. But when we sit together, we'll be praying for each other. We'll be helping it. He knew after that they will go back in the city. The service will not end in the mountain. The service will go back in the city. But he needed those group to come from the mountain when they are together. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus wanted. To, that's the purpose. That's his purpose to put him in a small group to be together. That's, it. that's what he was thinking. And then he told the disciples to bring what they have. He took the two fishes and the bread, he broke it and he prayed. Which means our solution, the solution of every problem we have, will come through from prayer. Prayer is a solution for everything. Impossible will become possible because of prayer. What we tried to make for what we tried to found for many years, we never make it, but prayer will make a change. The Bible, in the book of Jeremiah 33, verse 3, the Bible says, Call me, and I will answer you. Call me, and I will answer you. Prayer, it's our 911, it's our 911 for all our problems come to me you who are tired come to me who you who are tired those people were very tired the bible is full of people is showing us different people who are tired in different area they will show you anna samuel's mom when she was tired with his problem she decided to go in the church to cry for God. The woman who was tired for 12 years, the Bible, she, she decided to touch Jesus Christ. She tried with the different doctors. She tried with different hospitals. But when she decided to touch Jesus Christ, solution was founded. Our God is able for everything. That's why what he do is called a miracle. Miracle always come from impossible, from struggle. Miracle is a result from problems. Jesus told them to let them sit in small groups. I always tell people, if I was there, in my math I count, how many people are there? 25, 20 something or 15,000 people sitting there and somebody say, hey, all of you come here, sit down. I will run and sit in the front chair. Because if you count how many bread you have, how many fishes, it can't fit everybody. But on Jesus' table, everyone is in his plan. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter yours can be today. It doesn't matter 
he, when the 12 disciples started to serve, he didn't multiply disciples to get all of them at the same time. No. Only 12 disciples started from the front to serve everyone. What that means, I want to tell you, I don't know what you are going through. I don't know how long we have been waiting for. I don't know how long and how many people you've given him your prayer requests. I don't know how long they have been praying for your problem, but you, as long as you came to God with your problem, your answer is in your way. On Jesus' time, God always works on his time. He always works on his time. Anna was not, ex- uh, Sarah was not accepting to have a baby because his age could not, no one could believe he can get a child on his age. But for God, nothing is late. God always have his time, which is different to our time. He can bless you anytime he wants, as long as you trust him. What I learned from this scripture, when he told them to sit down, let people sit down, then they have a problem. I know so many people, when they have a problem, that's not a time they sit down. When you have a problem, normally you will start to run around to find a solution. When you have a problem, I know, I know sometimes when I go through, hey, my money is not enough to fix my rent. Oh, Pastor Rando, where are you? Do you know something like that? You will start to run everywhere. Oh, you, can you pray for me, Pastor Rando? So you will start to run everywhere. But the word of God is telling you, sit down and relax. How can you sit down and relax when it's already 6 p.m.? Karen didn't have a breakfast. She didn't have a lunch. And it's already 6 p.m. But the Bible is telling us, doesn't matter what you are going through. It doesn't matter how long you have been struggling, but always have a hope on God. Our God is able. Doesn't matter how many times you have been sleeping in the hospital. It doesn't matter how long you have been struggling without sickness. It doesn't matter how many, how long you have been waiting for that miracle to happen for your family. It doesn't matter how long you have been crying. Only God can give you a peace of mind. Only God can change your situation. The woman who has been struggling for 12 years. The young man who was waiting to receive a miracle for 30 something years. But when he met Jesus Christ, it was resolved. In Jesus, there is a peace. In Jesus, Jesus can make you laugh when you are crying. Jesus can change your situation. They sit down and he prayed. There is a John chapter 10 verse 11. That's where Jesus himself, he say, I am a good shepherd. And good shepherd can die for his sheep. When he saw this, 
people, founding them like sheep without shepherd. He knew he was the only one who can provide enough for what they need. He knew he was the only one who can die even for those people. And that's why he said, today, everyone needs a shepherd. Everyone needs someone to care about what he's going through. No one, my children need me to be, to take care of them, but I need someone to take care of me. Because there is some other thing which come in our life which we can't handle ourselves. There's some situation which we can't handle ourselves. And all our shepherd is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, take Jesus Christ as your shepherd. He will always look at you with a compassion. That's a good shepherd. Some sheep, other shepherd, they will not take care. The bad shepherd, they will not take care. They will not put themselves. They will not feel like what you are feeling. But a good shepherd will see you with a compassion. We look at you, we will see what, we'll think what you are going through and start to pray for you, try to find a solution for you. That's a good shepherd. Hallelujah. That's how, and that is a mission we have today as a church. To pray for each other. To pray for the people we live with. If I'm here today because I received a good news, I don't want to die. I need to be in heaven with God. That's what I should wish for my brothers and sisters, who is my family, where I work, and start to pray for them and bring to them the good news. That's thinking them, seeing them with a compassion. Good thing I, la- I need to receive, that's what I can wish to other people. The Bible says, He feeded them, and when He finished, everyone, was, everyone received what He wanted. And there was left. Jesus told them to collect. All they left until they filled 12 baskets. How many disciples was there? 12 disciples. 12 baskets was full of provision or food for people who were hungry. The Bible doesn't tell us what they did with the left food, but if they collected it, which means they needed to use it somewhere. They knew some other people somewhere they needed it. The grace you have today, some other people need that grace. Twelve, twelve baskets they filled mean what you receive here. You receive for you and for somebody else 
God will set up in your life. Somebody else in your family. Somebody else in your job. Somebody else in the city. After meeting here, we have a mission to bring what we get here to bring it in the city. That's taking 12, 12 baskets full of food. It's a grace. It's a word of God. You receive. You as disciple here, you as child of God who is in the house, who is receiving good news, the peace you receive here, the hope you receive here, you have responsibility to take it in the city. You have responsibility to take it in the house to house. That's the mission, how Jesus was trying to put them grouped. Disciple, go two by two, house to house, preach the gospel, tell them good news. That's our mission as a church. Today, I will end my message today by telling you that God is in control. Day and night, God is in control of our life. He knows our needs. B. Go feed the hungry. Be resourceful. And always trust in God. That's what God wanted to teach disciples. To trust in him. That's what God wanted to teach those people. Sit down. Don't worry about your prayer. Trust in me. And Nobody will get shame. If you trust in God, you will never get shame. God bless you. Let's all stand. I know we all need God's help. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to understand and to put it. Message is for listening and using, change, put it in our life, in, our, in action. But we need the power of the Holy Spirit to do, to serve the Lord, to practice what we hear in our life. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. While we are going to sing, I will invite anybody who needs the power of the Holy Spirit to touch Him, to strengthen Him, to give him a revelation to save Lord. And if there is any one of us who never received that grace, who never received Jesus Christ as his Savior, please come here. We are going to pray together. And if you received Jesus Christ, you need a new power to save him. You need power to work in his kingdom with the compassion try to look at the other people with the compassion try to bring the provision which have been in you since you have been preached to take it out you need the power of the holy spirit please come here we are going to pray together and if there is anybody who will help us to pray together will be end of the, our message